Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bobby LaMarca, we're live on the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel and also streaming on the Fantasy Football Network. Shout out to all our partners across the board. Once again, I'm Bobby. I'm here to talk key player trends, injuries for week 13. You need to know before setting your lineups. Also going to do a quick Thursday night football recap. Talk a little bit about the exciting Cowboys-Saints game. A little bit of Taysom Hill action as well. Want to make sure everybody's following us across the board at Fantasy Focused on Twitter and Instagram. Myself at Bobby Lamarco on Twitter at Fantasy Football X Factor on Instagram. Make sure you're following Sky Gawasco, Jordan as well on the platforms Jordan Della Valley and at Sky Gawasco on Twitter. And also you have a um, at TCK Pod underscore Fantasy Football on Instagram. Uh, make sure you're following us on all the platforms, guys. We're all over the place. But we want to make sure you guys are liking and reviewing all our videos on YouTube. Make sure you're following us on here as well. If you're listening to the audio side, if you're watching on the YouTube side, make sure you guys kick over to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts as well. We really would appreciate if you guys would join us and do that as well on the audio side. But before we even dive into anything else, we want to talk a little bit about one of our main things tomorrow, of course, is our Sunday Live Start Sit Show from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Make sure you're joining us, guys. We've been doing a lot of exciting things. We actually gave away two jerseys in our FanDuel contest. That's right. All you got to do, donate, become a Super Chatter, $1, whatever you can. It gets you into our FanDuel Challenge. We have given away two jerseys of their choice over the last few weeks. But this week, we're going to try our best to gain some traction, get a bigger tournament. So make sure you're joining us tomorrow on the Fantasy-focused YouTube channel. Make sure you're jumping on there, and you guys can actually get in on the FanDuel Challenge, and we'll work out the kicks. We'll tell you more about that tomorrow. As a reminder, all of our partnership is 10% of all our donations that come from our Super Chatters go to Good Sports. We have partnered with Good Sports so far. Over the first two months of our partnership, we've donated $150 because of our community. We really appreciate that. We're hoping to double that for December, so make sure you become a Super Chatter. If you are someone that follows us on Facebook, or you're a Twitch follower, make sure you guys jump on. It's at the TCK pod. That's one way to get into the FanDuel Challenge. And also another way you can help donate and keep this show going as much as we can, guys. We do really appreciate that. But make sure you're joining us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Before we do anything else and jump in, this all our podcasts are brought to you by Bet Online AG on the Believe Podcast Network. And we'll be back after a quick commercial break for Bet Online. Bet online is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NFL season and the NBA season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains the number one spot for all football and basketball action this season. Make sure to head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Believe Fifty. That's B L E A V five zero. Believe Fifty to receive your bonus. From football to basketball to NHL to boxing to UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 seasons. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. 
All right, folks, let's talk about Thursday night football. Obviously, an interesting game um, from a fantasy football standpoint. I hope as many people avoided the Amari Cooper slash Mark Ingram landmines. Unfortunately, I am one of those who did not avoid the Mark Ingram landmine. Uh, I did play him in my one biggest league, and that's going to put me behind. The good news is the other team had Zeke, so I'm not too far behind at least. I did, however, avoid the Amari Cooper landmine. Amari Cooper actually only played about less than 50% of the routes that CD Lamb and Michael Gallup ran. A lot of reports coming out before the game. It just, you know, I hope everyone avoided, but let's break this down. So it was 27-17 Cowboys, the first Taysom Hill start of the season. Dak Prescott, 238-1. and one. Not really great for fantasy, actually. You know, just over 10 points, 12 points in that range for quarterbacks. Not great. Zeke versus Tony Pollard. The running game was stuffed all day, and then Tony Pollard broke a long run. And listen, at this point, it doesn't make a lot of sense what the Cowboys are doing. And I wish I could tell you what's happening and why the Cowboys are insistent on playing Zeke right now when they have a capable backup like Tony Pollard. It makes zero sense. They should have easily sat him this week, gave him a nice long break because of the Thanksgiving game the week prior. Um, But they did not. Zeke got 13 carries, didn't do much with them. Tony Pollard got seven carries, had that really long run. Um, so he just does good. He looks like he has a lot of juice, but Pollard's never going to get a big workload unless something happens to Zeke. But maybe this 10-day layoff will help Zeke get back ready right before the playoffs. Lamb, seven for 89, very solid day. Not a huge game as, as much as I thought he would have, um, but they didn't really, they had a big lead pretty much most of the game, so they didn't have to throw that much. Gallup, five for 36 and one, great toe-tap touchdown in the back of the end zone. Um, you know, obviously Cooper was limited in this week. And now with 10 days off, Cooper should be wheels up rest of the way out. I mean, I'm a big Cooper guy. Um, just the last three weeks have been disastrous not having him in the lineup, but it is what it is. Schultz, 5 for 43, kind of your typical standard uh, touchdown week. The one thing I will say about, about Schultz, though, with Blake Jarwin out, he's been a every down player. I mean, he's running a route on almost every drop back. Uh, so we'll keep an eye out on the Blake Jarwin situation. He's due back soon. That might dial back Schultz. And with Gallup coming, I mean, Cooper coming back with Gallup as well in the lineup, Schultz might be someone that we can't count on that much during the playoff stretch. On the same side, Taysom Hill, man. I mean, we talked about this too. It's just like he was our favorite streamer because we the he's going to run. He had 100 yards rushing in this game. He didn't have to do much. Deontay Harris kind of saved his fantasy day overall. He did have 24 points, very good in most formats. Um, Rocks, he's going to probably finish as a QB1 this week. Very big day, but that's what the point with Taysom Hill is. Like, it's not going to look pretty. Now he's got the hurt finger. It sounds like he doesn't need surgery, so he's going to play through it. You know, next week he gets Atlanta, uh, so I think he's going to be a sol- – I think, yes, Atlanta or the Jets, one of those. I'll have to look that up anyway. Um, but, yeah, Taysom Hill has a plus matchup next week, and I think that the, the Saints just need to buy into just running the football with Taysom Hill. Like, they did it in the third quarter, and they started making something, and then they started throwing again. It's like, they honestly, who cares if you're ripping off 8 to 10 yards every time? You can get down the field. You, if you score a touchdown and it takes you 5-6 minutes, who gives a shit if you score a touchdown versus not scoring touchdowns and throwing an interception? So they need to just run the ball with Taysom Hill and Mark Ingram slash Alvin Kamara. Ingram, very disappointing, 10 for 28. He split work with Ty Montgomery. I mean, none of us really would have heard that beforehand. He was a full participant. He was getting workhorse usage the weeks prior, but I guess Ty Montgomery, they preferred him in passing downs. They were trailing. They ended up splitting the snaps, and it just completely derailed Ingram's uh, entire uh, you know, fantasy value this week. So that's unfortunate. 
Outside of that, uh, Deontay Harris, four for 96 and one. Listen, he made a giant play. Great play for him, but you're not going to chase that production. Really, uh, you know, overall, I don't think you're going to want any pass catcher with Taysom Hill in there until we see it multiple weeks. But nice play from Deontay Harris overall. But that's it, guys. That's a quick breakdown. And let's really get into the meat while we're here. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the NFL, key NFL injuries for week 13. We're also going to be talking a little bit about, you know, player trends, really high level stuff. Just going to talk through the routes run, running running back shares and stuff like that. But, you know, basically this, this the biggest part about this podcast every single week is kind of finding out which direction teams are going in, which players are on the way up, but then also identifying these injuries that, listen, we all know about Melvin Gordon being out, DeAndre Swift being out. We know that stuff. And, you know, when it comes to like daily fantasy and having those guys to start as an option, you know, listen, they have great matchups. Jamal Williams' example has the Minnesota Vikings, the Denver Broncos are going to face against the Chiefs, um, you know, and then, you know, it's just, there's other ways to look at it too. Like in DFS, especially, you know, a lot of team people are going to have those guys, but um, before their price point, you might want to get creative at receiver and tight end and quarterback this week and just take the chalk because, you know, those guys are, you know, Jamal Williams is talented. He's got the number one run game matchup on the week in my metric, but Something in my gut tells me that everyone's going to watch Jamal Williams. We're going to also talk a little bit about the Minnesota Vikings, who are getting a lot healthier on defensive line. So that's another key trend here we'll talk about in a second. But before we do that, I want to take a quick break for our sponsor, because all these key injuries uh, this week is brought to you by our sponsor, Carafactor. And we'll be back right after this. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Care Factor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carefactor, skincare for hair. All right, let's talk about some key injuries for week 13. Uh, first, the Colts-Texans game. Ryan Kelly, center, out for this game. But the good news is they're playing the Texans. We're not going to worry about Jonathan Taylor in this matchup. And we always bring this up all the time. Until we see one or two injuries on the offensive line, we typically don't freak out. Um, so we're still probably fine because when we flip over to the Texans, they should be getting back Justin Britt, which is good news on the offensive line. Justin Reed, their safety, who was out last week, should be back for disciplinary reasons. But they're flipping out offensive linemen, right? So, uh, you know, first guy who's in, uh, Justin McRae, guard out. Then they slip in Justin Britt. So it's kind of a wash there. So we don't have to worry about that too much. Danny Amendola out. Um, I think, you know, Danny Amendola doesn't sound like it's a big name, but at the same time, he was their primary slot receiver. He was demanding some targets. Um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Brandon Cooks and a little, um, 
well, not today, but Brandon Cooks, I talked about in my article. I like him a lot. Just extra targets for him probably with Amendola being out. On the defensive side, too, uh, there's going to be some injuries up front. Walker, uh, Demarcus Walker, Jordan Jenkins, uh, uh, Christian Kirksey as well. Uh, Christian Kirksey sounds like he's going to be back this week, though. So, you know, there's a little bit of injuries up front for the Texans, but I think this is a huge Jonathan Taylor week. I don't think anybody's really worrying about that. Also, Roy Lopez, DMP on Friday. So three defensive linemen for the Texans being out. Um, paying up for Taylor might not be a bad option this week. David Johnson, DMP on Friday. I This is a two-man backfield with David Johnson and Rex Burkett, something we haven't seen all year. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I'm not 100% convinced that if David Johnson's out, Rex Burkett is going to get all the all the work. Um, but at the same time, he's probably locked into 15 to 18 touches in this game, especially if David Johnson is out. So something to monitor. Make sure you join us tomorrow. We'll talk through that on the Sunday Live Start Sit Show. Giants, Dolphins, uh, you know, key returns. Kyle Rudolph should be back. Logan Ryan, the safety, should be back. But the Giants offense, the injuries are still there. I mean, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius, Tony looked to be out. Caden Smith, tight end, is on IR. Daniel Jones has been ruled out. On defense, here's the key one for the Miami Dolphins side. Two of the cornerbacks, top cornerbacks for the Giants, are going to be out this week. I think Jalen Waddell wheels up all day. The Giants are a slot funnel defense anyway. Um, but at the same time, now with the Dory Jackson and their slot corner Holmes out for this game, I think Jalen Waddle is going to really do well in this matchup. So I really like him this week uh, versus the Giants because of those injuries. Um, Nate Solder, offensive lineman, out again. The Miami Dolphins are probably one of the better defensive plays this week. Mike Glennon, you know, he's nothing inspiring, but he's a professional quarterback. He'll get you probably 200 yards passing. Um, Farrell Cooper has the best matchup, believe it or not, in the slot. But, um, you know, for the Giants players, because of the injuries to Kadarius, Tony, and Shepard. But, of course, we're not touching any of the Giants wide receivers most likely in this matchup, uh, of course, because they the Dolphins are a slot funnel defense. Anyway, Dolphins return. So, Philip Lind- uh, so the key returns there, Devontae Parker looks to be back this week. Um, the Adore da- Jackson thing is key. Now, James Bradbury technically has been used to shadow in years past. Not so much with the Giants, but at the same time, with Adoree Jackson out on the other side, Devontae Parker could be walking back into a better situation. You know, typically the Giants are a slot funnel defense. I still lean Waddle. But with Parker coming back, all Waddle owners need to be on notice. This is something in player trends that we're going to identify next week. Because, I'm, you know, when Parker's in the lineup, he does take over as the alpha. Uh, whether we like it or not, Waddle takes a back seat. So that could be a slight ding to Waddle. But this week, him playing the slot against the Giants, that's where you beat the Giants. Also, the the Dallas, um, the Dolphins are getting back center Michael uh, Michael Dieter. Uh, you know, whatever. But he's coming back. The line's getting a little bit healthy. That's good news for them as well. P- key players out. Of course, Malcolm Brown's still out. Philip Lindsay, who got 12 carries last week, is now out this week. So... Miles Gaskin in this matchup, believe it or not, is a solid RB2. I mean, the Giants are atrocious against running backs. They cannot stop the run. And, you know, he's back to getting close to 20 touches this week. You know, Phil Lindsay being out, something being totally overlooked. People are probably a little concerned about Gaskin because he hasn't been efficient. But he plays the Giants, who are not really great against running backs. So that's a key caveat, Phil Lindsay being out. So I think Miles Gaskin is right back in your RB2. Adam Shaheen. Backup tight end. Typically, we don't bring this up, but, you know, Durham Schmite, we talked about this last week. If anybody watched Flair Trends, man, I wonder, he de- he crushed it. Five receptions, Dalton Smite, 
last week, uh, Jerem Smite, and he killed his player prop. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, hopefully, Prize Picks gets on it because I live in California. Um, anyway, a couple safeties out on defense for the Miami Dolphins, but overall, I just with Mike Glennon and company, I'm not feeling that too much. Eagles at Jets. Uh, you know, Jordan Howard is out. Offensive guard Jack Driscoll is out. Um, Jalen Hurts, listen, Nick's reports, it sounded like he was he was going to be out, and then they came back and said, well, they want to see him at game time. Um, you should have a uh, backup plan. But even if it's this bad, it's going to be trust tough to trust Jalen Hurts. Um, against. I mean, it's the Jets, right? And you feel that even at 70% or 65%, on that bum ankle, you know, I feel like Hurts should be able to get it done. But, you know, you're, the Eagles are going to want to run the football with Boston Scott looking. He's going to play. Miles Sanders practicing full. Get a little Kenny Gainwell in there. So it's a, if he starts, your guess is good as mine of how effective he will be. But it's going to be tough to fade the guy who's been carrying most teams all year long. Um, the Jets side, Corey Davis should be back this week. Key injuries on the other on the on the Jets side. Oh, Michael Carter, we already know about being out for a couple weeks. Denzel Mims. Uh, we'll talk about these impacts on the offense and player trends. But Tyler Croft, Keelan Cole, who's another outside receiver. It sounds like just Corey Davis is going to be in. I think until I see you know Wilson and those guys start vibing, I think I'm okay with with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis as bench stashes. But as of today, I'm not interested in starting a Jet receiver, especially against the Eagles, who are very underrated against the pass also Marcus May safety out for the Jets also Sheldon Rankins one of the key defensive linemen that's a slight feather a uh, little extra boost for the Eagles run game but overall it, you you lean running backs in this matchup because of the injury to Jalen Hurts Cardinals Bears Cardinals uh returning hopefully Kyler Murray sounds like he will be back Rashard Lawrence one of the defensive linemen are going to be back this week Chase Edmonds remains out on the offensive side um, and then the DMP, it looks like DeAndre Hopkins won't play this week. They're playing very conservative with him. Uh, you know, the Bears are not an imposing matchup, but at the same time, they cannot take it lightly. But I think Kyler being back, they have enough firepower to win this game without Hopkins. On the Bears side, you know, it, there's a couple injuries to the offense with Allen Robinson being out. Also, Marcus God, uh, Marquise Godwin is out as well. Cole Komet is someone that might become a necessity. Now, the Cardinals have been pretty good against tight ends this season. But Cole Komet actually runs a sh like a boatload of routes. He was second on the team in routes last week. Now with no Allen Robinson, no Marquise Goodwin, this is that's two of their three top receivers. You know, Cole Komet could just be one of those guys that he's a necessity. I am definitely comfortable if you can't get the, you know, Foster Morneau, the Pat Fire Muse are gone, and those kind of teams, those plays are gone. You know, James O'Shaughnessy, I would still favor a little bit, but Cole Komet would be another guy I'd be interested in this week. On the defensive side, you know, this is key for James Robin, uh, James Conner. Four defensive linemen are going to be out in this game. Of course, Khalil Mack's been out. Akeem Hicks is still out. Danny Trevathan, linebacker, out. Mario Edwards, out. So that's a lot of firepower in that front seven that's going to be out for the Bears, and I think that James Conner could, you know, definitely take advantage of that this week. Vikings, Lions, this is a good one. Um, the Vikings have been – we've been talking about this on the Player Trends, this key injury show for weeks now, how banged up the Vikings defensive line has been, but some they are starting to get healthy. So Dalvin Tomlinson, Mike Pierce, Kenny Wilkits are all coming back. So there's three defensive, uh, defensive linemen coming back for the Vikings just in time. 
because they're going to face a Lions team that wants to establish the run. That's how they're going to beat you. So they do get some reinforcements back. Um, but still, they still have some injuries up front, right? So Daniel Hunter, Everson Griffin, Eric Kendricks, like their stud linebacker is going to be out. Like their linchpin of their defense. So, you know, you're still vibing with Jamal Williams as an RB2 in this matchup, but it's not a slam dunk as it was maybe a week or so ago because they're getting three guys back on the defensive line. Offensively, uh, they're going to be down their left tackle, and of course, Dalvin Cook. And, you know, Alexander Madison, you know, just don't overthink it. Just play the guy. I mean, he's going to be great. Um, he's going to get a full workload in this matchup. So I think you're okay with Alexander Madison in this matchup against the Detroit Lions, even down a one of their, their, their rookie left tackle. Also, finally, the Patrick Peterson. He's not been declared out yet with COVID, but that's in a two QB league. You know, Jared Goff is never pretty, but he's in a dome uh, playing at home. You know, no Patrick Peterson and the other two corners struggling. You know, still some injuries at the, up front, some injury. Michael Kendricks being out. You know, I think you could do worse for a second QB this week than Jared Goff, you know? On the Lions side, DeAndre Swift out this week. Uh, that's, you know, you know Jamal Williams seems to be the, you know, he's going to be a volume RB2. But, you know, I think I have to look at his DFS price points, but I don't know. Just seems too easy sometimes, you know. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, if you have him in season long and you can put him in your lineups, bring those to the Sunday Live Show. We'll talk through. Jamal Williams versus, you know, X and Z, especially for people that started Mark Ingram like me. Um, you might need to, you know, throw a Hail Mary. But anyway, defensively, some key injuries here and there for the Lions. Uh, you know, Trey Flowers, defensive lineman, is out. Linebacker is out. A.J. Parker, the slot slot corner, is out. For the Vikings, that's not really that important because they have dominant outside receivers. But being out in the slot, down a cornerback against Jefferson and Thielen's never good. But K.J. Osborne operates mostly in the slot, so maybe not that big of a deal. Chargers-Broncos, another team, another couple matchups that have a lot of things going on. Now, the returns are key for the Chargers. So, Kenneth Murray, linebacker, came back last week. Justin Jones came back last week. Jerry Tillery and Christian Covington. So, all four of their up-front guys, front seven guys, are now back in the lineup uh, in their rotation. And they, they're starting to turn the corner a little bit um, in the run game. And ironically, their back end of their defense is the problem. So Lindell Joseph, the, the key defensive tackle still out. So you're not fading Javante because the guys are getting healthy, but the chargers are not going to be the doormat. They were a couple weeks ago against the run. The secondary is what's banged up. Now Sunday Samuel outside cornerback out, um, Gilman safety out, uh, that could really help in the deep passing game. And listen, the chargers secondary has been getting exposed slowly. Um, in my analysis, they actually are versus who they face. They've, they have the biggest variance. So they face, face a very weak wide receiver early season schedule. And we're starting to see stud receivers really get it going against the Chargers. So, um, you know, I think, I think from that, sorry, I apologize. This, my notes didn't fix this. So it's Chargers Bengals. My apologies. Joe Mixon, you're not going to fade because of the healthiness of the guys up front. But anyway, sorry, I digress. I don't know why I didn't fix the header. But anyway, from the Bengals side, but anyway, Sante Sima being out is good news. I like Jamar Chase a lot this week. I think a lot of people do. I think he bounced back as a nice game. T. Higgins is someone that you could definitely play as a wide receiver three this week because of the matchup, and especially because Chris Harris completely shuts down the middle of the field. 
I think those two guys are the better bets this week. On the Bengals side, Chris Evans, the running back, back of running back, looks out. DMP on Friday, this is key. Now, the Chargers book brought up, he said that he liked them this week. And here's some, Riley Reef and Trey Hopkins, two of their starting linemen, did not start, uh, did not practice on Friday. So come to the Sunday Live Show, we'll talk you through that, see if they're actually active. Because if they're down two starters, and then you got all the health up front for the Chargers, this could be a sneaky, like, DFS defense, but also a fade slightly then in DFS for like Joe Mixon and stuff like that. If he doesn't have such a monster day, obviously season long, we're going to continue to start him. Buccaneers Falcons. Um, so the Buccaneers get Charlton Davis back and Ali Marpet. So that's good news. Charlton Davis is a stud cornerback. The Buccaneers are not the defense they were earlier on in the season. Uh, the Ross Tucker podcast brought this up very nicely with uh, Greg Crosell that they moved to more of a zone defense um, that's really helped them against receivers and, and quarterbacks. And the Bucks have not been as bad as they were early on. So that's completely 180 a little bit. Um, so that's good news. Getting Charlton Davis back doesn't make any of the Falcons receiving core really that appealing in this matchup. But offensive side, Antonio Brown, of course, we all know the hoopla with him being, you know, the, he's going to be out for multiple weeks now. Jordan Whitehead, the safety, that could just be a little bit of good news for maybe Kyle Pitts. But overall, Kyle Pitts kind of sees a lot of corners now because he plays like a slot receiver. So, um, you know, I just – Matt Ryan does typically have nice days against the Bucks, So maybe I'm wrong on this one, but I, I'm not too excited by any of the Falcons players other than Cordell Patterson, which even him, you know, we'll talk about us in later. But the Falcons, they are getting some key defensive players back in Deion Jones and Michael Mike Pinnell, uh, defensive tackle and linebacker. But injuries to the offense, obviously Hayden Hurst and, and Calvin Ridley are old news. But the key there is that, you know, Russell Gage, I've talked about a bunch. This might not be the week for Russell Gage, but we've been talking about how he's getting healthy and he's on the field a bunch now. So, you know, maybe because there's going to be extra game flow because they're going to have to throw in this one that Russell Gage just finds his way to a nice PPR day. But my, Russell Gage is definitely on my radar as a player I like to watch over the next few weeks because he's been doing very well and it's because he's getting the higher usage. All right, before we jump into any uh, additional injuries. I'm going to take a quick commercial break for one of our new sponsors, uh, Lightbox. We'll be right back after this. Shout out to our new sponsor, Lightbox. Say goodbye to the dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat they have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds but are just grown in a lab because of their process they can create stones of blush pink beautiful blue as well as classic white diamonds lightbox lab grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off and priced so they won't have to they really make any outfit sparkle visit lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds. Never a dull moment. All right, Rams, Jags. Of course, the Rams, uh, the Jaguars lost Jane, uh, Jamal Agnew a couple weeks ago and Dan Arnold last week. And James O'Shaughnessy stepped right in. Listen, James O'Shaughnessy is going to be a thing down the stretch. I'm telling you now. And the Rams matchup could be the matchup where he gets you that low-end tight end one numbers. So I'm in on it. Also, outside uh, cornerback Shaquille Griffin is out for the Jags. You know, 
the Jaguars are an out wide defense. They actually allow more points out wide than they do in the slot overall. Um, and Odell just I, Odell looked good last week, man. And I think Odell, as long as he we hear good reports about him, he's a solid wide receiver three again. And the matchup calls for it. And I think you know he's he broke loose for a nice touchdown last week, but with Shaquille Griffin out, the matchup. Playing at home after a couple bad losses. I think the Rams are going to want to prove a point in this one. So I think Odell, hopefully he's healthy and out there. But him and Van Jefferson should be having nice days on the outside. And, of course, Cooper Cup's going to be Cooper Cup. Rams don't have many injuries, but they will get. Uh, they do are missing a cornerback, David Long. But that's not really uh, a huge factor because he's at the cornerback four. So we can just move on. Uh, let's jump down to the Washington football team and the Raiders. Uh, Tyler Larson might be back the center for uh, the Washington football team. That's big news because the Washington football team offensive line we talked about. Eric Flowers is banged up. Tyler Larson was the backup center. They were going to be down to their fourth center with Wes Schweitzer being out. But it sounds like he might be – Larson might be coming back. Um, and this offensive line's got very healthy, and they have a plus matchup against the Raiders. Uh, Antonio Gibson because J.D. McKissick's out. Now, this is the PSA. This doesn't mean Jared Patterson is going to be the backup. It sounds like Wendell Smallwood is going to be the passing down back. Don't be surprised if Wendell Smallwood just walks right in. We've seen so many practice squad guys step right into big roles because they fit that role that they need. So Patterson is Antonio Gibson's backup. It sounds like um, – it sounds like – what the hell am I saying? I'm just blanking. Why am I blanking? Westbrook. Not Westbrook. Who am I – Wow, I totally blanked on the the guy who caught called up. I just I just said his name. Super weird. Anyway, JD Kissick's gonna be replaced by Wendell Smallwood. Jeez. <laughs> Wendell Smallwood is gonna be replacing. So he might be someone in PPR formats, maybe a DK only dart throw. Who knows, man? Could be a fun game. Washington football team versus the Raiders this week. Um defensively, of course, there's nothing really majorly new, but Landon Collins is gonna be out this week. Um, I think that helps uh, Foster Morneau a little bit. Um, Landon Collins kind of plays up uh, as like a third linebacker up in the line of scrimmage. So helpful in the running game a little bit. Kind of helps out Josh Jacobs and company who have a tough matchup overall. But that's really it. And then, of course, Chase Young and Montez swept out hurts that defense. But Eric Flowers is the key and Tyler Lawson. So if those guys are back, we'll hear they both were DMP on Friday. Larson was a limited practice, but he's he's been out for a couple weeks. So. We'll see. I mean, I think that's big news. Uh, Trayvon Mullen for the Raiders is back. That's one of their key outside cornerbacks. He's been out for a long time. And, you know, the, the Raiders have Casey Hayward on one side. And then Mullen being back is helpful for them. But uh, I think overall this game is probably one of my dark horse, like, fun games this week. Hopefully the Darren Waller impact isn't as big and Foster Renault can step in. But um, I think this could be a fun game in, 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 L, in uh, Las Vegas. 49ers, Seahawks. Um, uh, Michael Hasty will be back. That's key. I mean, Elijah Mitchell has been kind of running as the key, the number one running back on the ground, but also running the most routes. So I wonder if Hasty comes in and he starts getting more routes, but overall, I think Mitchell slam dunk once again, even that Debo Samuel, of course, is the key injury there. I think we're all excited about Brandon Ayuk. I am too. I think he's going to get better. I just think, um, yeah, I think Ayuk's, Ayuk's already been leading the team in routes. And targets. So I don't know how much more he's going to get, but I don't think they're going to use Brandon Ayuk like they use Debo Samuel in the backfield and stuff. So I think Ayuk's fine. 
Um, he does get utilized in the slot a decent amount, so I don't think you can you don't need to fade him against Seattle. So I think the volume is going to be good. I think Ayuk's going to be fine. Solid wide receiver three. Uh, on the defensive side, you know, a lot of the same stuff, but Fred Warner, like stud linebacker for the 49ers, is going to be out. Um, I wish the, the Seahawks offense wasn't so broken, but, you know, Marcus Hunt, defensive tackle, Fred Warner, linebacker, Dan, uh, Drake Greenlaw, Javon Kinlaw, you know, a bunch of injuries still up front for the 49ers. But, you know, they're just – AP is going to be involved now. Uh, I just – I don't know. It's just – it's a, it's a tough to figure out, but don't be surprised if AP leads this team and carries. You know, Alex Collins, I'd like Alex Collins, but he's not been getting it done. Seahawks return Travis Homer, Rashad Penny, so they're getting healthy behind there. So it's going to be interesting who's inactive in this one because it's going to be Penny, Homer, Collins, AP, uh, DJ Dallas, yada, yada. Injured on the other side, Trey Brown, outside cornerback. That's helpful for Brandon Ayuk because he's one of the main perimeter out, uh, out outside cornerbacks. And then Damian Lewis. I think this was another thing that I talked about. Like Damian Lewis is the best guard interior offensive lineman for the Seahawks, and he's not there. So, you know, that's why they struggled so much. I mean, they under, they average like under two yards per carry. So, you know, that's going to be tough. Hopefully Russell gets it figured out at home this week, but not good missing your best defensive interior offensive lineman on a struggling offense anyway. Ravens at Steelers. Ravens, Calais Campbell should be back this week. He was out last week. That will be huge. Um, they are still uh, Deshaun Elliott. The safety's been out for a long time. Nothing new. Pernero Mumphrey, nothing new there. Marlon Humphrey and Trayvon Young, two of their key safe, uh, uh, perimeter, um, two of their key cornerbacks did not practice on Friday. So something to monitor. I think Deontay Johnson is smash all day in this matchup anyway. But if Marlon Humphrey and uh, Tavon Young are out, you know, that, that's just better news for them as well. Steelers return TJ Watt, uh, Micah Fitzpatrick, and also Carlos Davis, their safety. So getting healthy on defense, the only missing piece will be Joe Hayden. So um, Steelers defense should be better this week. Uh, I think that's a little bit of trouble for Lamar Jackson, who has struggled a little bit against the Steelers. But um, overall, uh, should be should be a much more competitive game for the Steelers this week. Uh, on the on the other side, it's Eric Ebron's being out. Juju Smith-Schuster out. They're missing three of the same position offensive linemen. And I think Najee's just – they're struggling to run the football a little bit. And I think this week I'm a little worried about Najee because that offensive line was doing better, but they're still not good enough to be missing multiple people on the line. So good news is four or five positions are good, but they're three players, three guards that they've been rotating in and out that are all out. So a little concern there. Uh, let's see. Broncos Chiefs. Broncos are returning to their tackles. So that's just been big news. We've been talking a little bit about this and they've, they've kept it afloat in the ground game at least. Um, but Garrett Bowles and Bobby Massey, both right tackle and left tackle should be back. Kareem Jackson, their safety should be back, which they're going to need all they can get for the Chiefs. But the key injury here is of course, Melvin Gordon being out. Um, Javante takes over as the lead. Javante was already taken over a little bit in the sense of the passing game usage, but I think Mike Boone is still going to get probably eight to 10 touches, um, in this matchup. So, um, I mean, let's roll in on Javante. You're starting Javante. If you have him, uh, this is what we've been waiting for. And hopefully it doesn't let us down. I just traded for him in dynasty league. So hopefully, uh, our keeper league, I hope I, I hope I get, he does well. Uh, on the chief side, nothing really report, but other than, Kyle Long coming back, one of their offensive linemen, that's key. That could be good for this team long-term. But Rashad Fenton, one of their top outside cornerbacks, is out. Now, that's good news for guys like Tim Patrick 
and 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 Cortland Sutton. But listen, the the Chiefs have been a slot funnel defense over the last five weeks. Um, I think this is a Jerry Judy week. I really do. And and I and I wrote about it in my article. Hopefully, I'm right about this one. Um, I have to start him in a couple leagues, but. You know, losing one of their corners. Also, Judy's been moved around a little bit more. Uh, hasn't just been 75, 80% slot. Last week, it jumped down to like 55%. Uh, we'll talk about the player trends. But Rashad Felton, uh, Fenton out, outside cornerback. So, could be helpful for them. Finally, Monday night, Patriots-Bills. Kyle Duggar, safety out. Could be a little boost for Dawson Knox. I talked about how he was a fade this week, but that could help him a little bit. But that game should be a weather advisory. That game has very bad weather. They're calling for like... You know, almost freezing temperatures, like in the low 20s, maybe even the teens, high winds, 20 plus and all that. So maybe a chance of snow. Uh, I have Nick Folk in a bunch of leagues and people ask me already about it. And listen, Folk is a top 12 matchup this week, but the Bills have been terrible for kickers. Now you add the elements and maybe, maybe you pivot. I don't know, but um, yeah, I'll be debating. I'll be losing sleep over my kicker, uh, whether I got to do it tomorrow or whatever, but Bill's. They're getting healthy up front. So Spencer Brown, right tackle, is one of their – he's going to be their swing tackle now, but he coming back is is good for them. John Felicio, 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 one of their starting guards is back. So the Bills' line is getting healthy, which is good to see. And their defensive line is getting healthy. So Edmonds came back. Then they get Star Latulale back. So the Bills are getting healthy at the right time in a very big matchup against the Patriots, but they still are going to be down. Tredavious wide, stud outside – uh, outside cornerback and Justin Zimmer. So Javius White is the huge key here, man. He he's a he's one of the best cornerbacks in football. Um, so that's going to be an impact for the Bills. But in this bad weather game, maybe not so much. So, uh, but uh, moving forward, losing Javius White is key. All right, those are all our key injuries for this week. Before we jump into player trends, we're going to do a quick commercial break for one of our other sponsors, Jersey Jungle. We'll be back right after this. Are you a merchandise maniac? or Jersey junkie like myself, you need to check out the Jersey jungle. They handle their business on Instagram at the Jersey jungle. You can use a promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three or more jerseys. Now, if you've been watching the show for this season or a couple seasons, you know that my backdrop, if you're streaming live with us on video, you know, my backdrop is always a couple of jerseys. Those jerseys are coming from the Jersey Jungle. They're high-quality stitch and twill jerseys. I collect NFL jerseys, but I'm also a baseball guy. So I have baseball jerseys as well. I collect Hall of Fame jerseys. I have a Jackie Robinson. I have a Ken Griffey Jr. I have a Willie Mays jersey. I got a Shohei Otani jersey as well because the guy has been absolutely on fire. Go get yourself a jersey. Basketball, baseball, hockey, football, college. They got rookies as well. Home away. They have customs, they have camouflage, whatever you're feeling, retro jerseys from any sport. Go hit up the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. DM the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. These are already half price that you're going to find on the websites. They're high quality, stitch and twill, game authentic jerseys. Go check them out. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. All right, folks. Talk some big player trends. Um... Got a couple teams on by this week, four teams. You know, the Saints, Cowboys already played. So we're going to run through some of these guys. Bunch of high-level stuff that I kind of noticed over my quick scan like I usually do. Let's start with the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, the Arizona Cardinals, we don't need to talk about too much because 
until Hopkins comes back and stuff, but they've been pretty kind of set in their ways, which we know. Cordell Patterson only ran 13 routes of 29 for the top receiver last week. Um, Cordell Patterson is shifting more to a full-time running back. I know uh, he had 16 carries to only five for Mike Davis. We kind of called that. We said the Mike Davis situation with Alquadre Allison was more of an indicative that Cordell Patterson is going to be a stud when he gets back with the 16 carries versus only five. We were not seeing that split early on in the season. So that's great news for Cordell Patterson as he will get that work moving forward. But the receiving game is key. The only running 13 rounds to 29 for the leading receiver is going to be tough for him to be consistent in the pass game. But something worth monitoring. But him getting those 16 carries to five for Davis is definitely huge. Jumping out of Baltimore, uh, Lat Murray actually ran more routes than Devonta Freeman. I don't know how 17 to 15 thought that was real interesting. But you got to keep in mind, the lean receiver ran 32 routes. So Freeman's Freeman's role is going to be a split. But yes, in the carry counts, it was Freeman 16 to 8 for Lat Murray. And Freeman's better. I mean, he's looked better. But I, yeah, I think, you know, my thing is this. You're going to get, we have Brown, Andrews, Bateman, Watkins. You know, I don't think you're going to see a lot of targets go to Freeman anymore. But at the same time, eight carries. To 16. So Freeman getting doubling Lat Murray in the ground is where you want to see it. But you know, I'm I just I'm cautiously optimistic about Freeman, but overall still notable. Bills, we already talked about last week on my player trend show, but I'm just really high on Matt Breeder right now. Uh nine of his eleven touches came in the first half when the game was close. I like Matt Breeder this week in a, in a potential snow game against the Patriots. Um, but yeah, I, I sat him for for Mark uh Mark Ingram. So I already suck, so we can move on. Uh, jumping on to the Bears, the only key takeaway here is Cole Komet. And so Cole Komet ran a route on 84% of the dropbacks for the Bears last week. Now, league average for tight ends is 48%. So he's up there close to that top 10 to 15 range in routes run. That's elite. Like 84% is elite. So that's something I like to see. With Allen Robinson out, Marquise Goodwin out. I'm okay. I want to play a tight end who's on the field. And that's what we always talk about. So Cole Komet, if you can't get James O'Shaughnessy, Cole Komet would be the next streamer I really like this week. Jumping out of the Bengals, listen, Joe Mixon, 28 carries last week. And I think, you know, when you talk about player trends, the, the receiving core is locked in. They know what the guys are. There's nothing changing from them. Boyd's in the slot, Higgins and Chase out wide. Nothing changing there. Uzama runs a ton of routes. And by the way, Uzama runs a bunch of routes too, but he just doesn't use as much. But anyway, Joe Mixon getting 28 carries. Like, I don't know. If you have roster spaces, just get Samaji P. Ryan on your bench. You just want to be safe. He's never held up to this kind of workload, but Mixon has a season. I brought this up the other day where he's had monster workload. So 28 carries, absolutely great to see that he's getting that level of usage. Jumping out of the Broncos, Jerry Judy switched it up a little bit. So Jerry Judy was regulated to the slot 79% of his routes. Prior to last week, we're in the slot. This week, it was 57%. Getting him a little bit outside, moving him all over the formation, but both of his targets came from the slot. So, you know, I think I think this is a Judy week. I do think he's going to be decent. I think he's going to get us a nice, solid, double-digit fantasy point day for, for, for half-point PPR and full, so I'm, I'm buying him. Now, Gordon being out is going to overshadow this, but I talked about this about Javante Williams. His passing game usage is going up. He's actually run more routes then Gordon in back-to-back weeks. So, yes, it's all great and dandy now that Javante is going to get the workload, but don't over, don't forget about this moment when we saw it anyway in trends. 
Like, they're giving him a little more passing game work. He's getting a little bit more usage, giving him more juice. They're saving Melvin Gordon more for, you know, early down slash running game. Now, Gordon's still got 17 carries versus 14 for Javante, but still, like, this is great news for him moving forward. He's going to offer you maybe two to three receptions because Bridgewater likes to target his running backs. This is why we kind of liked Gordon early. I personally liked Gordon early on in the season because I thought he's going to get enough work in the pass game to compensate for a split backfield. Lions. So, Amon Amon Ryder St. Brown, uh, 25 routes. Josh Reynolds, 22. Reynolds last week, three for 70 and one, solid game. But the routes being up there is good too. He's got a, if Patrick Peterson's out, you could do worse than Josh Reynolds as a dart throw wide receiver for this week in this matchup. Jamal Williams had 15 carries to only one for the other running backs when Swift went down. So it's not like Swift, when he went down, they gave Jamal Williams 15, eight to somebody else, all to Jamal Williams. So volume dependent RB2. We know the Vikings are getting healthy up front, but you got to like him being out there for solid numbers tomorrow. Texans, Nico Collins is still running the second most routes. doesn't really matter, but the key here is Brevin Jordan. I talked about Farrell Brown. I was wrong. Brevin Jordan, the rookie. You know, some people get excited about rookies and tight ends, but second half of the year, we start seeing like rookie tight ends turning it on. Brevin Jordan, third most routes on the team. That's actually something I'd like to see. Um, this offense has been good for tight ends historically, but at the same time, um, They've been splitting all the work, but now it looks like Brevin Jordan. They're giving the rookie a chance. Someone maybe want to watch. Keeper, Dynasty Leagues, maybe a cheap trade, cheap trade target. If the team's already giving this kid work, he might be an asset in the future. Rush. Um, it was a two-man backfield last week. David Johnson, Rex Burkhead. David Johnson might be out. Maybe Rex Burkhead gets to work a lot. I just don't buy it. The Texans haven't done it all year. But a two-man backfield we can work with a little bit. Um, disappointed they played the Jets and they didn't get it done against the Jets. Like the Jets are the worst defense against running backs. So for neither of those guys to do well, it doesn't really give you too much excitement. But um Burkhead does, you know, you would think David Johnson would be like the main like guy in the pass game, but Burkhead has been getting just as much work and has been doing more with his reception. So um, you know, I, I if if David Johnson's out. Burkhead's probably going to – you would expect the Colts to dominate, which means that they're going to be a lot of little checkdowns. And I think that Burkhead could probably get you double digits in PPR formats this week if Johnson's out. Colts, you know, it's the JT show, of course. But I like JT because he's getting – we talked about this a couple weeks ago. When they started inactive Marlon Mack and they put him out for game days, uh, JT started getting more of the routes too. So 24 routes to 21 for Naheem Hines. That's interesting because now Taylor's just forget. We don't really talk about him, but – you got to love that. Even in Tampa Bay game, he found a way to get it done. Hilton. T.Y., for some reason, he, he's, he can't stay healthy, but he's flying under the radar a little bit. 32 routes to 46 for Pittman. Did find the end zone last week. I think this is good news for Carson Wentz, mostly, because I like the fact that they have Pittman, who's the alpha. But T.Y. Hilton's better than anything else they were throwing out there. And he's savvy. He's a savvy player. And I think that's good for Carson Wentz. And when he has plus matchups like this week, you might be all right with Carson Wentz with a healthy T.Y. Hilton. Now, Jack Doyle, big week last week. I mean, I was, I've been a big Jack Doyle guy for a couple of years, but he's still not getting the, the routes. And he only ran a route about 50% of dropbacks last week. Did have a nice day. And I talked about if I'm going to pick a tight end for the Colts, it's going to be Jack Doyle in close games or games that they're, you know, competitive in. I just don't know if they're going to need to throw that much this week against Houston. So I'm not chasing Jack Doyle this week. Jaguars. 
when I tell you hashtag never LaVisca, it's going to happen now because I, I'm just over it. But him and Marvin Jones, Laquan Treadwell led the team in targets last week, and he ran more routes than LaVisca. Like, I just don't understand what it is about this team and their and the lack of – it just it seems like even Trevor Lawrence is targeting the other guys more than those two. Not sure what the point is. LaVisca still played the slot, which we'd like to see because we think he's a better fit. But, man, forget about it. James O'Shaughnessy. 82% of the dropbacks he ran a route last week. That's the 10th highest rate last week. That's the 10th highest. This all this offense uses tight ends. Daryl Bevel's offense, James O'Shaughnessy, low end tight end one rest of the season. You heard it first. James Robinson ran less routes than Carlos Hyde. It seems like James Robinson isn't healthy, uh, and they're not giving him the full workload. I mean, James Robinson still got 17 carries, but six, six for Carlos Hyde. There was a little bit of a stretch where it was all James Robinson, but because of these injuries, because of the fact that they are now going to be, they're out of it. I think they're starting to dial him back just a little bit. And I think Carlos Hyde is going to be a bigger factor. than we like to see down the stretch, capping him just a little bit. All right, before we dive into a little bit more, I'm going to take another quick commercial break guys. And we're going to run for Bob and hot sauce. Be right back. I want to introduce you to our newest sponsor, bomb banana hot sauce. They're a brand new banana based hot sauce founded by four University of Michigan grads. Shouts out to the Wolverines. Their sauce is an absolute must-have at any draft or watch party. Put it on nachos, pizza, wings, or literally any dip, and you will never be forced to eat boring party food again. I promise. The sweet heat and the chili banana combo provides a truly delicious restaurant-quality flavor. They currently offer two flavors, the original with the white label and the spicier Mui Mui that comes in the red label. I'm more of a mild guy, but if you like the spice, the Mui Mui is what you want. Be super excited to officially be part of the Bomba Nation. Hashtag Bomba Nation. We hope that you'll join us there. Head over to the website, www.seekthespice.com. Use the discount code TCK at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Once again, Bomba Banana Hot Sauce, banana-based not banana-flavored hot sauce, seekthespice.com, promo code TCK. All right, folks, get into it. Rams, listen, Odell Beckham, We were. I even said on the show last week that, you know, I liked him better as a wide receiver three. He delivered, but he ran, the routes were there. He ran 40 routes to 41 for Van Jefferson, nine targets. Yeah, he's going to be an asset. And this week, too, I mean, I understand the injury is a little concerning, and I am concerned about that, too. But the Jaguars are not wide defense. They're down Shaquille Griffin. So I think Odell is a fine wide receiver three again this week, but you know, I it's the tar, it's the routes and targets were there. The Rams are such a focused offense. There's no team like the Rams. Once they have their guys, they play their guys and their guys get the targets. And I love that about the Rams. So I'm buying a little bit of Odell because of that. Chargers, this one's more for like dynasty and keeper, maybe. It's Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer is earning a little bit more work. Ran 22 routes to 45 for Keenan Allen. He's still playing behind Jalen Guyton, but I like Palmer, the rookie. I think this is, if you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league, I think he's a player to target. Um, Mike Williams is a free agent. So, you know, Josh Palmer is someone that I think could be a solid play in the future. Dolphins, Miles Gaskin, 16 carries, 33 total. So even though the 16 carries were good, we talked about this with Philip Lindsay. They just don't seem like they're all in on Gaskin. The good news is, hey, Philip Lindsay's hurt. So now it's going to be Gaskins again. But just remember this. Philip Lindsay, Malcolm Brown should be back at some point. You know, enjoy this week. He's going to be fine. But just moving forward, 
you might not be able to count for him in the playoffs if you have him as a flex play and you're you might want to just try to figure out if you can find another player for the playoff run vikings we saw tyler conklin um this is really key if you've been using tyler conklin go get james o'shaughnessy but conklin saw his routes dialed back last week you know he was running ahead of kj osborne but he fell behind kj osborne um but the other thing too is christian derisaw is out but so don't be surprised if he's asked to be in pass pro a little bit more maybe chip at the line um so i think that's key so I'm a little bit concerned about Tyler Conklin this week. Patriots, it's a it's a between when you're looking at when you're looking at the uh landscape for the running back, right? Uh, it's a 1A, 1B, and Damian Harris had 11 carries, Stevenson had nine, but the routes, you know, Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar runs 34 routes. No running back had over neither of those two running backs, Stevenson or Harris had over 10. So, you know, they're not gonna get passing game work as a bolden. Maybe they'll see one, maybe two targets. It's a dangerous situation. Now you're playing Buffalo. I think I think Harris, you could beat Buffalo on the ground. Buffalo is a run-funnel defense. But they're getting started with Tulele back. They got Traymond Edmonds back a couple weeks ago. You're playing with fire with Harris. You definitely are. But, uh, you know, still, the, the, the Bills are stronger against the pass. And those snow games lean run anyway. Giants, Galladay, seven targets in back-to-back weeks. Does have a very tough matchup this week against Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and the Miami Dolphins. But seven targets in back-to-back weeks. Galladay is very – he's an elite He's an elite wide receiver. I, I know I know it hasn't been great with Daniel Jones. I know it hasn't been great with the Giants. But there's no Shepard. They can't stay healthy. No receivers on this team can stay healthy. But Galladay, seven targets in back-to-back weeks. I think that's – I think that this week is going to be a nice barometer because if he can just put up some solid numbers against the Dolphins – I'll be more excited for him against better matchups later in the year when he places like, you know, when he has a better, I don't actually know the Giants schedule off the top of my head, but yeah. Anyway, Jets, Elijah Moore led the team in routes. I mean, talk about the maturation of this guy. It's too bad Zach Wilson isn't really his, it, like that's not his guy, but the usage is there. I mean, just from a dynasty keeper, you know, all that stuff perspective, Elijah Moore leading the team in routes. I mean, obviously Corey Davis was out. So Corey Davis comes back, but the fact that he's leapfrog Keelan Cole, we'll see when Denzel Mills comes back, but Mims and Cole are out this week. So at least we know he'll be on the field. Uh, not sure how excited I am. The Eagles are very good against receivers. So not chasing Elijah Moore this week, but the fact that he's now leapfrogged everybody, very good. Hopefully Wilson can figure it out too. Check out the running backs. Um, it, it's still Ty Johnson's the passing game back. The Jets won a football game last week, folks. So that's not going to happen much. And now they're playing Garner Minshew. So, I mean, listen, Garner Minshew, folks, get him in your DFS lineup if he's starting. Uh, This could be another low-scoring game. This could be a very run-focused game. But Tyler Johnson is the passing down back. Even though last week he he actually looked the best on the ground too, but he got 10 routes, 7 for Coleman, 5 for Austin Walter, which is just annoying. But it's just a reminder that maybe none of these guys are really viable. But listen, when you look at the rushing – you know, Tevin Coleman had 16 carries, but as a reminder, you know, they they had a lead. They don't typically win games. So I don't know if I'm running out to start Tevin Coleman this week. I know the Eagles aren't the most imposing matchup. He had six carries in the first half of the 11. So, you know, he had 10 carries in the second. How many times are the Jets going to have a lead that they can hand the ball off to Tevin Coleman 10 times? Just put that in perspective. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, Austin Walter, nine carries. Ty Johnson with six. I think Ty Johnson in PPR formats is still the guy I'd rather stash. Maybe not this week because the Eagles matchup could be a sloppy one, but still, thought that was notable. Eagles, another mess. Okay. 
I've been the biggest advocate of Miles Sanders. He has so much talent. The Eagles now want to run. Great. Every time you give yourself to Miles Sanders, I am playing Miles Sanders this week against the team I am tied for the sixth seed in. Okay? Miles Sanders is going to go off this week. The guy that has him is the biggest fantasy schmuck. He wins. He's won titles. I'll give him that. But, I mean, talk about a, just a guy who falls into shit. Miles Sanders is going to have a monster. He's facing me. I'm the biggest Miles Sanders guy. He's facing me this week. You get, you can put it in the books. He's going to go off. So, if he doesn't, then there is a fantasy god. If he doesn't, there is no fantasy gods. But, anyway, um, the one caveat to this whole thing is this. So, if you're looking at the Sanders, Scott, Gainwell, they all fell between 9 and 12 targets. Uh, 9 and 12 routes. 34 for Devonta Smith. So when, even with Jordan Howard out, those three guys involved, 9 to 12 routes each, and then 34 for Smith. That's going to be really tough to have any consistency in the pass game. Goddard, for example, 31 routes versus 34. There's not a lot of tight ends that run that many routes versus the top. I know Goddard hasn't gotten it done yet, and you know the passing game has been weird. But maybe with Garner Minshew out there, more of a traditional passer than Jalen Hurts could help Goddard. Uh, so I'm still buying Goddard this week. On the carry side, Miles Sanders ran not, uh, six in the first half versus four for Scott. And I know Sanders got hurt, but he came back in the game. Now he's practicing in full. I think with Scott looking like he's going to play, it's going to be a three-man rotation. Uh, especially early down, it's going to be the two guys. But, man, I just know it. I just know Miles Sanders. I know it's going to happen because he's playing me my probably the most important game of the year for fantasy. Anyway, Steelers, Pat Firemuth is the key here. Uh, 33 routes to 43 for the top wide receivers, 75% of dropbacks. So that's very good. You know, like I touched on, 48% league average, 75% is really good this week. He's got a very good matchup against Baltimore. Uh, so Pat Firemuth, I'm debating to him and, and – and uh, Foster Morneau, don't even know. I feel like I'm playing the guy who has Darren Waller, so I don't know if I should play him because that will spite him or if I should sit him because it's bad karma. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. I'll sleep on it. Najee Harris, we're starting to see his routes dialed back. He only ran 24 routes to 43 for the top running backs. You know, Najee, that game was a disaster, so I like to throw it away. So maybe it would have been higher if they were close, so I'll, I'll give it that. Let's just go with that. 49ers, targets, Brandon Ayuk led the team in routes, six targets. I talked about this earlier, too. He's already leading the team in routes and targets anyway, and I don't know if he's going to be involved in that Debo Samuel-type role that he was getting the carries. So I, I just don't see it happening. So I don't know if it's going to be much of an impact for Ayuk, but still, it solidifies his targets. He's going to be good, even a little bit of a tougher matchup against Seattle. Juwan Jennings is the guy, like, 16 routes to 26 for Ayuk, but he's a big body guy, 6'3". Definitely a red zone threat. He does get looks in the red zone now, too. So Debo was an absolute monster in the red zone. You take that whole element out, that's going to be open up opportunities for like Kittle, Jennings, all those guys. So good news for those guys from the pass catching standpoint. Elijah Mitchell, 15 routes to 26 for IU. Led the old running backs in routes. But we'll see what happens with Hasty. But Mitchell's rolling, 27 carries. I mean, if you have Elijah Mitchell, I definitely suggest you get Jeff Wilson on your rosters. Seahawks. Everett came through for us, man. I mean, listen, I dropped Dan Arnold right before the week and picked up Gerald Everett. It was a good call because Everett's been on the rise a little bit. It's been Lockett, Metcalf, and Everett. That's it. 24 routes, 35 for Lockett. Uh, overall, that's not as high as it was the week prior, but still out there a decent amount. But he has a real tough matchup against San Francisco. 
maybe with Fred Warner out, not too bad, but I'm not as high this week on Everett. DJ Dallas, we talked about him, 22 routes. He, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with the AP situation, and I think AP coming in is just in, – in, it's they need a runner. They need someone that can get, get it done on the ground. They're not – and Alex Collins is not going to get – DJ Dallas averaged like 1.5 yards per carry. So AP is someone that you can – he's going to probably do the same thing he did with the Titans, get you 9 to 10 carries. Um, not look good the first week because he's not familiar yet with the, the line and stuff, but don't be surprised if he leads the team and carries in the next few weeks. Buccaneers. My biggest takeaway is Rob Gronkowski is going to be a league winner. Uh, 30 routes to 36 for, for Mike Evans, nine targets. Um, it seems that Brady – so Gronk already has the narrative, right? So the 100-yard the game narrative. So he's going to get peppered every week. I just think that – so if you don't know this – uh, he's one game behind Tony Gonzalez for the most 100-yard games by a tight end in the NFL history. So I think Brady's going to go to him every week. He's going to say, all right, let's make it this week. Let's make it this week until they get it. So I think he's going to be an absolute league winner down the stretch. I love Gronkowski. Leonard Fournette, 29 routes. I mean, the good news is it looked like he was going to share a little bit of the workload with Ronald Jones, and then he just goes nuclear. Um, 17 carries. To seven for Ronald Jones. Leonard Fournette's going to be fine. I mean, he's on a great offense, but Gio Bernard's the running back when they're down big. And then when they're up big, it goes to Ronald Jones and close out. But most of the work's going to Leonard Fournette. Great pick this year. All right, last but not least, the Washington football team. Um, Antonio Gibson, 18 routes, 16 for McKissick, 36 for McLaurin. So, you know, McKissick did get banged up in that game, I know. But Gibson is just on the rise, man. 26%. You know, that's... You know, 29 carries. I just – I've been such a big Antonio Gibson guy, so, like, this could be it. Like, I need him this week. After the Mark Ingram debacle, I need him. So, uh, I think that's big, though. I mean, the trends have been happening. We talked about this over the last few weeks. It's good to see he has not had the game yet with the touchdown and the big yardage. That could be this week against the, the Raiders. So, I'm ex- excited about that because he had 29 carries, only seven for McKissick, 18 routes to 16 for McKissick. Even if McKissick plays the rest of that game – He's still more involved, which is good news. And Wendell Smallwood, yes, he's going to get the passing game work, but he's not as prominent as J.D. Finally, Logan Thomas, he's not back yet. Be patient with Logan Thomas. He only ran, he ran routes 68% of dropbacks. That's huge. That's still well above average. But he's being that was his first game back. Like, this guy's going to amp up. Do not drop Logan Thomas. He plays the Eagles twice. He's got great matchup rest of season. It might take a week or two, but he's going to be fine. He's a decent start this week. All right, those are all our prayer trends this week, guys. I really appreciate you guys jumping on me. It's been awesome. Um, yeah, so let's just run through these real quick. Obviously, guys, I got two minutes, so I'm going to run these through this. Mark asks, if you have Henderson this week, do I start him over Sony Michelle? Yes, start Henderson. Um, let's see. Do I start Knox or Hawkinson? I'm fading Knox. I am not interested in Hawkinson either. Um, because of the weather and circumstances, I will lean Hawkinson slightly. But I like O'Shaughnessy. I like Foster Morneau better than those guys. Um, Hertz or A-Rod from um, Mr. Sticks. Uh, I don't think Hertz is going to play. So you're And Al, A-Rod is Aaron Rodgers. He's he's actually not uh, not playing this week. He's on a bye. So none of them. Uh, Dow Henderson or Gibson. It's definitely Gibson for me. Mike, what's up, buddy? What's up, brother? What, uh, Javante, Hollywood, Waddle or Gibson. Full PPR flex. Jesus Christmas. Um yeah, I guess it's Javante. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Let me just pull it up. 
You know what, Mike? I'm going to defer tomorrow. Come to, come back tomorrow, man. I, I just that's a that's a pretty good. I I I don't want to stick Gibson actually. To be honest with you, um, start one half PPR Sanders against the Jets. Montgomery gets Arizona. Um, no, you're gonna play Sanders. I I think I think I'm playing Sanders in that matchup. I don't I don't think. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Sanders, man. To be honest with you, Sanders over Montgomery. Um. Last one I'll do, Firemuth or Goddard, full PPR. Uh, let me let me just look at the handy-dandy spreadsheet here. Uh, let's see. Well, it's definitely there. They're both good. Both plus matchups. Firemuth. All right, there you go. Very close, though. I like both those guys this week. All right, folks, that's all I got for today, guys. Really appreciate your time. Once again, this is Bobby Lamarco, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel. Shout out to the uh, Believe Podcast Network, and all our episodes are brought to you by Bet Online AG. Shout out to all our sponsors, uh, Lightbox and, and Carafactor. But once again, guys, I appreciate you spending the time with me. Make sure you're joining us tomorrow at 10 a.m. for this uh, Start Sit Show. We're going to be going live from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Join us. Come to Super Chatter. Join our FanDuel Challenge. Hopefully we'll be giving out Jersey. More details on that tomorrow. I'm Bobby Marco. I'm out of here, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.